Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today, Rabbi Schneider is showing us why our time in the wilderness will only last a little while. Waiting on God to move us out of the desert can sure be frustrating, but instead of being bitter about our situation and circumstance, is there a better way to handle the season that we're in? Well, that's the question that Rabbi presents today in our study on the wilderness. If you've missed the two previous messages in this series, you can catch up online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now with our message titled, It's Only a Season, here is Rabbi Schneider with today's lesson. Many of you are finding yourself in a place of real loneliness or a place of loss or a place of struggle, but you're at a season in your life right now that you would identify even yourself as a wilderness. I want you to know your wilderness is not something that's lost. In other words, there's nothing that's wasted in our lives in the economy of God. Everything that his elect ones go through, he uses. Isn't that a blessing to know that nothing in your life that you ever go through would just be a waste? Because the word says that he causes all things, that Father God causes all things to work together for good to those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Your wilderness is not wasted time. It's not a season in your life that didn't matter, that didn't count. No, in fact, as I've been saying, there's things that Father God is doing in your life right now through King Jesus and the Holy Spirit that he can't do when things are going well. You see, the wilderness seasons in our life, beloved, are appointed by God. In Deuteronomy chapter eight, God tells the children of Israel through Moses the reason that he had them in the wilderness for 40 years. I'm just gonna read two of those verses right now to set the stage, beloved, for today's ministry. Hear the word of God, Deuteronomy eight, verse 15 and 16. Moses said, he led you through the great and terrible wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water. He brought water for you out of the rock of Flint. In the wilderness, he fed you manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you, hear this last phrase, to do good for you in the end. Otherwise, you may say in your heart, my power and the strength of my end made me this wealth. Father God had it in his purpose to bring Israel through the wilderness to prepare them for the blessing that he was about, beloved one, to bring them into. And I want to say to you today, don't waste your wilderness. Because if you don't go through this season in your life right now, the one that you're in, the wilderness that many of you are experiencing, if you don't go through it rejoicing and praising God, what's going to happen is, The wilderness period is gonna be extended, it's gonna be made longer, or you're gonna have to go through another one because you didn't receive and learn what Father God had intended you to receive and hoped you to receive during this wilderness for you. You see, James told us in James 1, 1 through 4, when you go through a trial, rejoice, knowing that it's producing endurance in you, which is making you complete. You see, if you're going through a wilderness right now, beloved one, and don't have a positive attitude towards God and towards your family 
and towards your loved ones, if you don't walk through it right, what's going to happen is Father's going to probably have to bring you into another wilderness until you get it right because he can't bring you in to the fullness of what he has for you and I until we receive what he wants us to receive that can only be received in the wilderness. You see, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 1, verse 8 and 9 this, he said, I'd have you know, brethren, he said that I am burdened excessively beyond my strength. That was a wilderness. It was a challenge. He said, I'm burdened with such tremendous weight of circumstances in my life right now, it's beyond my ability to bear it. Once again, he said, I'd have you know, brethren, that I am burdened excessively beyond strength. He said that I'm despairing even of life. That's how hard it is. He said, but this happens to me that I would learn to trust in God that raises the dead. In other words, even as the Lord taught Israel of his supernatural provision, why they were in the wilderness, by bringing forth water out of the rock, by supernaturally providing man on the ground. So Paul was in a circumstance in his life that he couldn't deal with it in his own resources. There were no earthly answers. He had no earthly crutches. And he said this was happening to him so that he could find the power of God that raises the dead in the midst of the circumstances, that he was going to experience God's supernatural provision in his life in the circumstances so that his faith would rest, beloved, not on the word of man, but on hallelujah, the power of God. When you're in the wilderness, stay flexible. I'm going to go now to the book of Numbers, chapter 9 and 10. And what we're going to show you here is that as the children of Israel were in the wilderness, being led, beloved one, by the Spirit of God as a glory cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, they had to stay very flexible in order to be led by the Spirit of God out of the wilderness. This is real history, that the glory cloud was really manifest, that the pillar of fire was real, that it happened during a very specific year, in a very specific season, in real historical places. Let's continue on. Numbers chapter 9, beginning in verse 15. Now, on the day that the tabernacle was erected, the cloud, this is the glory cloud, covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony, and in the evening, it was like the appearance of fire over the tabernacle until morning. Verse 16, so it was continuously. The cloud would cover it by day and the appearance of fire by night. Whenever the cloud was lifted from over the tent, afterward, the sons of Israel would then set out. And in the place where the cloud settled down, there the sons of Israel would camp. At the command of the Lord, the sons of Israel would set out, and at the command of the Lord, they would camp. As long as the cloud settled over the tabernacle, they remained camped. Now, what's going on? When they say they camped and moved at the command of the Lord, what was the command of the Lord? It was whether the fire in the cloud stayed or whether it moved. When it stayed, they stayed. When the cloud moved, they moved. That was the command of the Lord. Continuing in verse number 19. Even when the cloud lingered over the tabernacle for many days, the sons of Israel would keep the Lord's charge and not set out. Now, some of you are tempted to run out of your wilderness. You're trying to, to make things happen. You're trying to change the circumstances. You're trying to get out of your circumstance. And maybe that's what God wants you to do. But if it's not God that's causing you or leading you to do something, just stay where you're at and wait for him to lead you 
and him to move you. This is what Moses is telling us here, that when the cloud stayed, they stayed. They only moved when it moved. So don't take matters into your own hands. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and we'll be right back with our teaching. But first, a short recap of our Collective Action Weekend. Thank you very much to all of you that had the courage to join the Taking the Rainbow Back movement and wearing your shirt out in public places. Let's continue to be strong. Let's continue to wear the shirts. We are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And beloved, when we stand in righteousness for God's purposes, we are making a difference and preparing the way for Jesus' return. The eyes of men are being opened. I love what you're doing. It's so great. Now I can stand firm and just be able to witness again his truth and what his covenant means. Keep going and keep doing what you're doing because this is a great thing, a great deed that you're doing out here. Every time I look at the rainbow, I see God and his mercy and how he's revealed himself to his creation and his covenant. Today, you guys helped me remember yeah. what the rainbow was really for. Let's continue today's program. Here is Rabbi Schneider once again. Let's continue on in verse 20. If sometimes the cloud remained a few days over the tabernacle, according to the command of the Lord, they remained camped. Then, according to the command of the Lord, they set out. If sometimes the cloud remained from evening until morning, when the cloud was lifted in the morning, they would move out. Or if it remained in the daytime and at night, Whenever the cloud was lifted, they would set out. Now listen to this next verse. Very powerful. Verse 22. Whether it was two days or a month or a year that the cloud lingered over the tabernacle, staying above it, the sons of Israel remained camped and did not set out. But when it was lifted, they did set out. At the command of the Lord, they camped. And at the command of the Lord, they set out. What does this mean? Don't waste your wilderness by taking matters into your own hand. If God is leading you to do something in your wilderness, to create new circumstances, and to birth a new reality, don't sit in the wilderness and do nothing. Do what the Spirit is leading you to do. Otherwise, you're going to stay in that wilderness forever and possibly die there. But on the other hand, some of us have a nature that we're always running ahead of God, and the point is, if you have a nature that's always running ahead of God and you're finding yourself right now in a difficult set of circumstances, perhaps there's things God wants to teach you in these circumstances. You need to stay where you're at. Let him teach you what he wants to teach you rather than trying to escape where you're at and missing the opportunity to be blessed, beloved one, and to receive what he has. Don't waste your wilderness. You see, sometimes I'm thinking of young people I know that many of my audience are a little bit older. And you know, when you were growing up, many of your mindset was, you know, you're going to work hard. You're going to save. You're going to eventually get your first house. It's going to be a small house. Then when you're older, maybe 40 or 50, you know, you'll get another house and so on and so forth. And you build your way up. But you know, so many of the young people today, they want the house that it took you 40 years to earn and save. They want to get it overnight. They want everything right now, everything so fast. Now, I'm not picking on our young people. I just think it's the way our society is today. Everybody wants everything so fast. It's the quick fix society, fast this, fast that. The point I'm making is this. Sometimes young people today, I'm speaking to you if you're a young person, beloved one. You get your first job 
And maybe what Father wants to accomplish in your life, in your first job, is to teach you a work ethic. Maybe he wants to teach you how to be faithful to your job, be faithful to your employer, learn how to discipline yourself, to show up at work on time, do a good job, work unto the Lord, for a father got to build character in your life before he promotes you to the next job. But oftentimes what happens because of the culture today, people get into their first job and after two weeks they're just settled, they're already looking for another job. They're not allowing Father God to build in their life what he wants to build in that place that may feel like a wilderness, which is faithfulness, a work ethic, learning how to work hard, to be patient. Let's not run ahead of God. Let's not try to escape our wilderness if Father has a purpose for us being there because to run from it only means to prolong the pain because what he's gonna do is he's gonna discipline every one of his children and if you and I keep on running from our pain without receiving what he wants to give us in the pain, we're just going to keep on finding ourselves in painful circumstances because we're never going to learn and receive what we can only learn in a painful wilderness experience. Let's do what the children of Israel did and learn how to move at the command of the Lord and stay at the command of the Lord. Again, in the center of the camp was the fire and the glory cloud. And whenever it stayed in one spot, whether it was a day, a month, or a year, they stayed. When it moved, they moved. Father wants to teach us how to be led by a spirit. You know, the Bible says, as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. I'm just gonna pray for us now. Father God, I know that those that are listening right now, Father, almost all of them, they wanna follow you. Father, they wanna love you, they wanna obey you. But Father God, in some of our lives, the flesh is ruling. The spirit of the age is having dominion. Father, we thank you that you discipline every son and daughter that you receive. Father, we ask you for your discipline in our life. We wanna be trained, Father, in righteousness. Father, discipline us and teach us how to do what the children of Israel did in Deuteronomy 8. Father, that we can move when you're leading us to move and we can stay when you're leading us to stay. Father, I'm asking you now on behalf of myself and your children, train us to follow your spirit. Father, thank you that you discipline us and that we even learn obedience according to the things that we suffer. Father, you're the potter and we're the clay. Father, we ask you to have your way in our life. Abba, your word says that in the day of God's power, man is made willing. Father, we want to be willing. Make us willing, I pray. Father, cause each one of us to bend our heart and to bend our knee to the obedience of Yeshua Mashiach, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father God, we want to be found faithful, walking in that straight and narrow way that leads to life. So Father God, have your way, Daddy, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And so the application summing up that I just brought was, in order to move through your wilderness, you have to be sensitive to the Spirit of God like the children of Israel were. Eventually, the fire and the glory cloud led them into the promised land. And the same will be true for you and I. The Father will lead us out of our wilderness in the Lord Jesus by His Spirit as we learn, beloved, how to settle in Him and abide in Him move when he moves, stop when he stops, so that he can get possession of our souls and so that he can become the energy and outflow of our lives. Hallelujah, praise God, amen and amen. As you're in your wilderness, I want you to exercise faith 
in knowing that God has something more for you than what you're experiencing right now. You see, the Lord told the children of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter eight, that the reason he had them in the wilderness was that he might do good for them in verse number 16 in the end. The whole purpose of the wilderness, beloved, was to prepare them for the good thing he had for them. Some of you are feeling right now like your wilderness will never end, but I want you to know, beloved one, in some sense, all of us are in a wilderness right now because this earth is not our home. This earth is not our home. The Bible says all of creation right now is crying out to God, waiting for the glory of God to be released. We only see through the glass dimly right now. This world is not our home. You think about the great heroes of our faith in both the Old and New Testaments. Jesus said of the Israelites, which one of the prophets did you guys not kill? Jesus said, that humanity was responsible for his crucifixion. Jesus said, which one of the prophets, he said, did your forefathers not kill? And the same is true today, beloved ones. You look at Paul, what happened? Paul spent most of his life in prison. We read the life of the apostles. Many of them, if not all of them, were martyred. The point is, is this world is not our home. And all of us are in a sense in the wilderness here. The scripture says that I is not seen an ear is not heard, and never has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. And so God has something great in store for us. You see, the patriarchs of old, Moses, you know, was struggling with Israel. He said, you know, I know that when I leave, you're not gonna obey, you're not gonna listen, because you're a stiff-necked people. The same thing is true of all of us today, beloved. This world is not a perfect place, and it's a hard place, and the people around us are not perfect, and we ourselves are struggling for perfection, but we've not attained. So we're all groaning right now, reaching out for something more, believing for more, and we should, and we must, because Jesus said, if the Son shall set you free, you shall be free indeed, that eye is not seen, and ear is not heard, and neither has it ever entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love Him. So as I'm closing today, I want to encourage you, you may be in the twilight years of your life, and you might wonder, well, what's left for me? I want you to know there's a lot left for you. Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would not have told you, I am gonna come again and I'm gonna receive you for myself. So beloved, I want you to rejoice. I want you to know that God has blessing in store for every single one of us. And that as you and I walk through our wilderness experiences faithfully while we're on this earth, we're building up for ourselves treasures in heaven. And I hear Jesus saying, I am coming soon. I am coming back quickly to reward to each man according to what he has done. Beloved one, don't waste your wilderness. Stay in faith, stay faithful. God's with you and he's imparting something into your life right now that you can receive no other place.
You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and the straightforward and authentic teaching of Rabbi Schneider. Today's message is titled, It's Only a Season. And if you'd like to hear this message again, or if you have a friend who could use some encouragement while they're in the wilderness, feel free to send them the link from our website. You'll find us online when you go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And did you know that it's through your faithful obedience to God's Word and your financial gifts that we can accomplish sharing God's Word with people all around the world? And to share more about why your financial support matters, here is Rabbi once again. Beloved, thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. I pray, hope, and trust that you are blessed and strengthened by it. Years ago, the Lord literally spoke to me with an audible voice, and He said to me, seize my word and don't let anything else in. And then He followed that up by saying this to me, you'll always be faithful to me because you know it was my word that saved you. Beloved, if the Lord has used this ministry to deliver you from darkness, to help you, to encourage you, to feed you, I want to ask you to give to the Lord today through discovering the Jewish Jesus. The 50th Psalm in the 23rd verse says this, He who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me, saith the Lord. Beloved, once again, if you're thankful for what God is doing in your life through the teaching of God's Word, through discovering the Jewish Jesus, would you just open your heart let the Holy Spirit speak to you and present an offering to Him because of discovering the Jewish Jesus. It will help us, beloved, continue to feed you and reach people on the earth all over the world. We make it really easy for you to give a one-time gift or to automate your monthly gifts online when you go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And to give a gift of any amount today, give us a call. Our friendly team members are standing by, ready to take your call at 800-777-7835. And as our way of saying thank you for your one-time gift of any amount or your monthly partnership, we'll give you Rabbi's message of the month that's available as an instant digital download. And for those new monthly partners, we'll also send you an authentic shofar that's been handcrafted in Israel with the finest craftsmanship. The shofar is meant to call God's people together and to stir their hearts for the Messiah, the coming King of Israel, who will one day rule and reign over everything. And with the shofar, you can celebrate the wonderful fall holy days with us as we prophetically look backward at everything Jesus has done for us and forward to everything He'll do in the future. And right now, we're in the middle of the 10 days of all that lead up to Yom Kippur, the next feast day that begins on Sunday, September the 24th at sunset. And as Rabbi mentioned earlier, the wilderness is only a season, and we're so thankful for that. And while we're in that season of waiting for our Savior to return, we need to exercise patience and humility. But together, we can build treasures in heaven right here on earth. And to learn more about these wonderfully set-apart holidays, make sure to go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And right now, let's wrap up today's message titled, It's Only a Season, with a blessing from Rabbi Schneider. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, When you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartations of the Lord's blessings. 
shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us next time when Rabbi Schneider provides a glimpse into the revealed nature of God. That's coming up Thursday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.